0: dates. it's the ways of the underground. Welcome back to the Black, White, and Gray pod. Last episode, we were introduced to Morgan Sell of the Eastern Panhandle Green Coalition, or the EPGC. You can find out how the EPGC is fighting for your clean water and air at epgreenwv.org and on most social media platforms. Nowadays, it's In this episode, we start to lean more into local issues and get into what Fridays for Future means regionally. We start to uncover some of the passion behind the local resistance movement and why Rockwell chose the wrong part of West Virginia to fuck with. Today's music is brought to you by Kubo, C-O-U-B-O. Please check him out on all streaming platforms. And now Great. Some of the questions like some, a little basic or whatever, but it's just uh, some, of the, some of the more local people may have a better idea of what's going on, um, some may not, definitely the people a little bit more removed from the situation uh, may may need a little bit more of an explanation of what's going on and mm-hmm. the geography and such.
1: Cool. Yeah, that sounds great.
0: Um. So... Can you tell me what, uh, it's Fridays for Freedom, correct? Or Fridays future. for Future, I'm sorry. Hey, we can, can change you, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I mean, it seems to be doing pretty well. I don't think it needs to be changed. Right, right. Uh, uh, how did you get involved with that? And do you know how that started?
1: Um, yeah, so uh, I believe it was started by, you know, Greta Thunberg, who was basically saying, like, our capitalist ways are not going to save our climate. She was asking the people that were older than her to really um, take notice of what's happening and, and how it would affect the future generations. So for us, we've just been uh, following her lead. I think it really stemmed from last year when uh, Jane Fonda was doing her fire drill Fridays in B.C., um, yeah. And then when she kind of stopped doing that is when the group here realized the significance of doing something, you know, with that repetitive action every Friday. So right. I think it started about a year ago when folks started uh, meeting out out there by North Jefferson Elementary School and um, starting their Fridays for Future in Jefferson County.
0: It seems to have picked up a ton of momentum. And I hear people talking about it.
1: Yeah, Maybe. you know, the words yeah the words Fridays for Future are a positive forward future thinking way of describing this climate uh, movement and so it's really a way to invite young people people of all ages but it really has that um optimistic uh kind of uh way of thinking like we're we're trying to come together we're inviting folks into the movement we're not doing things against anything right we're not like fighting hypothetically we are but we're trying to stay focused on what we do want and, and not what we don't want so
0: right yeah just more taking a stance
1: yeah yeah i mean it, it it kind of focuses on on um the future then again like what we've what i've seen recently is um you know how you, yeah we want climate justice uh, so that we can save the lives for our children to have a future, but people are are dying of climate uh, crises today. People are, you know, um, starving and hungry today. People are breathing polluted air today. And so it it, it is about future generations, but it's just as much about um, what's happening to folks all across the nation right now.
0: That's great. Yeah. What other... Uh, what other projects locally is it involved with?
1: Um, you mean the Fridays for future right. or just aside from in general
0: just the the Rockwell movement and such
1: yeah um there's some groups like uh arm in arm uh, which is a group uh based out of the u s climate act climate action network and um so we're setting up like a hub here in uh the eastern Panhandle to kind of do more um well arm in arm is based on um, economic and racial justice with the climate climate justice lens and uh, they also have a focus with disruptive humanitarianism because as we've seen uh, until you kind of do um, these moral actions and get uh, taken notice of, sometimes, sometimes things don't change unless that happens and so this lens of, of not necessarily disrupting but creating pos- positive change in the county is kind of where we're trying to focus our energy. So hopefully with this arm-in-arm chapter here in the Eastern Panhandle, we can also attract more young people, people that have that uh, energy for creating positive change for the community. Like uh, it all stems from that messaging, right? It's one thing to want to join like a committee that doesn't really appeal to a lot of young people. But when you start to call things arm-in-arm or disruptive humanitarianism, um. It seems like there's more energy for that, and absolutely, um, yeah.
0: It's really good to be all inclusive.
1: Yeah, and and we've we've essentially been that uh, throughout the Rockwell movement, and I guess we could call it a you know a uh, Eastern Panhandle movement. Uh, We've had uh, people of all ages, all genders, all races coming together um, for this cause. So um, just to try to keep that that energy going and because we've been so affected by the pandemic in the last year or so it has been a challenge to try to get people to come together especially physically obviously for safety reasons um but uh i think just yeah to to motivate people to to remind people of of the um importance of connection even even when it's been like so long since we've been able to do that so
0: so what are some of the ways that you're going about doing that right now
1: yeah, um, keeping people connected over like Zoom has mm-hmm. obviously worked for a year, and um, we're kind of tired of it. So hopefully, here uh, as the weather gets nicer, we can start to have like cookouts and right. uh, bring bring our blankets out and have lunch together uh, on the Fridays for future events. Uh, bring the children, obviously games and. Um, just kind of create that community aspect, because that's kind of where, you know, when the Rock Bowl movement started, that's what we found was that there was a group of uh, community members here in Jefferson County that suddenly knew who each other were. Um, And so uh, just to remind folks that we've not gone anywhere, that we are are all here still banding together, that we care about the same thing still is uh, important to us.
0: Yeah. Definitely keeping the communion part of the community.
1: Fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that used to be one of our favorite things to do together was have potlucks every Wednesday or every other Wednesday and, and come together at the train station in Shepherdstown, eat together first, and then, right. um Yeah.
0: Yeah. That community can be so, so close. It's, it's great how easily or how uh, willing people are just to come together there in comparison to (laughs) many of the surrounding areas Mm
1: -hmm. yeah love it you just mean like physically or
0: (laughs) every way i mean everyone is like regardless of i mean everyone is so aware of their their uh differences in that whole area and uh people are that's not something that really keeps people from coming out uh Mm -hmm. and sharing opinions and everything and even just like up the road uh, Martinsburg or, I mean, S- Inwood. I mean, you don't really have the same type of community that brings people out. But even if you did, um, it just seems like people in those areas just allow themselves to be physically separated by so, so much of that. Whereas Shepherd, yeah, is just like, <laughs> let's sort this out right now. Uh, right, everyone just so Yeah, then, I mean,
1: I've I've learned a lot about just like how this county is set up and. Where there's representation and where there's not, so it's like in Charlestown and Ferry, Ransom, um, and Shepherdstown, ah, they have so these government. Yeah, they have these government bodies, and then you go out to the county, and you have no way to be represented uh, except mm-hmm. by by your county commissioners. And like, um, I I just think there's some disconnect there when largely the people that are going to be uh, affected by heavy industry in Jefferson County are people that don't have any. You know, government body representation to fight for them, really.
0: So, yeah. People so, it's pretty, interesting. Pretty distracted. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep your head on straight and then focus on the right things.
1: Yeah. Especially if you don't yeah. have
0: that community aspect to <laughs> glue everything together, or keep you pointed in the right direction, or. Exactly. You know, people to bounce all this off of and discuss what the hell's going on.
1: Right, and that's why these um, Fridays for Future events have been so important because you come together and you, like, are not living in your head all alone with these thoughts. You're talking to each other and reminding each other of the things that you know to be true. You know, when other government bodies or Rockwell will tell you that you're full of shit for what you believe, then you come back to talking to a scientist or a, you know, a weather expert or whoever it is that shows up at these events and are reminded of, like, um, the the science-based uh, reality of, of the effects of the pollution and what mm-hmm. they would do to this county. So we haven't seen that, you know, and so this county uh, has a history of heavy, heavy industry in different parts, but never to the extent of what Rockwell would do to Jefferson County.
0: Right. It's definitely been nice seeing how <laughs> – how that's mobilized everything there i haven't hadn't been really uh extremely involved in that area before all that and kind of since i've faded as well cuz of moving around and everything but mm-hmm. um, it was very inspiring seeing how something like that could bring everybody together and <laughs> just just that whole that whole common cause and how people would go out of their way just to discuss so much about about this topic, just to share uh, with other locals and uh, tourists and everything, just just to get them on the same page.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like this community has been created around this common cause, and now it's that. Like I try to tell people, they're like, "What's going on with Rockwell? And, and I say, "Well, there's already like so many gears in in motion that aren't going to be stopped and can't be stopped because they just continue to do that." Right. So I, yeah, but so I just think it's interesting, like there's already so many systems in place working against Rockwell here in the county that like that's just not gonna disappear anytime right. soon, so, yeah, I was gonna share one thing about, um when we forget, right, when we forget why we're doing this, it's really good for us to come back to like the truths and the things that got us kind of in this in the beginning. remind us like a sense of renewal and so i was looking back at this um this uh fact sheet that i used to carry around with me wherever i went and it basically talked about um the comparison of the air pollution here in jefferson county and what it would uh and what the air pollution is in Bahalia, mississippi Mm -hmm. and i I just i'll share a quick story with you um when we were sitting in a, a city council meeting in charlestown uh, Mike Brittingham, was council person who was really, like, um, doing a lot of good work for us on the council at that time, he, he was talking about this TRI, TRI data, which is straight from the EPA website. And, you know, in, in Jefferson County uh, in 2016, there was only 21 pounds of uh, air pollution coming out of that paper factory, the Ox, Oxford factory or whatever out in Paultown. Um, and you'll see that when you drive to Harpers Ferry, the pollution that comes out of there. So 21 right. pounds of that, or, or, excuse me, that was on site. That was including water. So really, it was only 18 pounds of air pollution, compared to the um, Halia, which has 532 and a half thousand pounds. So 532 thousand pounds of air pollution, all coming from Rockpool. So if you compare 20, you know. 18 pounds to 532,000 it's just a world a world of difference and I remember Mike Brittingham say like you know I have a cat that weighs more than 18 pounds like that's nothing you know but like thinking about that in 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 terms of those thousands of pounds of, of pollutants I just don't think Jefferson County knows what that would look like and what that would feel
0: like to the surrounding communities uh,
1: it's just it's just crazy so I wanted to share that little little piece of information there
0: right absolutely and it's um all the hearings and and gatherings and everything i mean that they aren't having so much anymore i feel like that's why they were so important it's just um right it's just just enlightening so many people on just a little i mean that's not a little fact at all but just like the all the details on what is happening and what is changing yeah the
1: truth yeah (laughs) Yeah, because we're the only you know we're only the second um Rockwell factory in the United States. The other ones, that one in Bahia. So that was really our only example of another factory that they have in the United States. And we were lucky, lucky number two. Right. Um, so so lucky. That's why we, yeah, that's why we continue to <laughs> to come out because we're reminded of these these facts and um, and, that's and, huge and how we can.
0: That's huge because so many people are already very worried about like that factory itself. Right. Even right. With just yep. Eighteen or twenty one pounds. I mean
1: Yeah, people have something to say about the smell and the, the <laughs> looks of it and everything. Well right. they just have no idea what um
0: and their employment that com-
1: compounded. And, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, they had yeah, they had all kinds of things um in the in the uh news a couple years ago about, you know, um getting settlements for people who had gotten sick who had worked there and things yeah. like that. So it's it's no joke.
0: So, are there any other projects that Fridays for Future are? Um, yeah, um, look into it. Or
1: sure. So, uh, obviously, the Eastern Panhandle Green Coalition here in Jefferson County is a good way to tap into folks that are already doing the work. We kind of have like a three-arm approach here in um, the Eastern Panhandle with uh, Jefferson County Vision and Jefferson County Foundation as well as uh, what we call EPGC or EP Green WV, which is that coalition. And so, um, yeah, one thing that I was going to say is that uh, uh, the art and music, right, we've we've lost so much of that through this pandemic that it's really been a source of um, inspiration and hope for me and for others to, see the presence of art and and um, community out at these events so just tapping into uh, giving people a purpose you know we're gonna have like a food drive um, coming up just to have uh, that Fridays for Future event be a collection space for collecting food Um, it's it's so easy for us to to uh, think that it's you know a lot of hard work to get out of our minds and help others but hopefully we can just continue uh channeling the energy that we have there and creating positive change like for communities um that are being affected or would be affected by um, heavy industry and so yeah just just feel free to reach out to me or or other folks within the eastern panhandle green coalition and finding ways to really just highlight the gifts that people already have within them and um, just, yeah, channeling their energy, whichever way they feel that they can contribute is is where we like to uh, celebrate people and and invite them in.
0: Beautiful. And do you see that picking up here as spring rolls around?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is right now is like West Virginia is like on the map nationally more than we ever have been in the last decade, uh, with, with Senator Manchin being the chair of the um, natural resources and energy committee. So mm-hmm. like with, with a, a different, um, person in, in the, in the white house, you know, we have a renewed sense nationally about uh, climate justice and environmental policies happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of trying to harness that energy because our state has a, um, a different approach happening right now in the legislature down in Charleston. So, um, we just have to really like keep our eyes on, on what is working and, and try and try to not have things get, get worse, right. Our water quality get worse, our air quality, you know, our standards for that. So we, we just have to keep, um, remembering that like a lot of people are looking at West Virginia right now and, and, um, For for years, historically, we've been over, you know, we've we've just been, like, overlooked, and um, it's time for for West Virginia to kind of get what we've been needing for a long time, which is infrastructure and jobs, and uh, essentially that would trickle down into these rural communities and and marginalized communities that are being affected um, even more so, obviously, than... uh, like places up here in the eastern Panhandle so right it's it and it gives people me to get
0: involved a, a, with this the right way so that we can get those yeah get the right jobs in line for the people
1: <laughs> yeah clean clean energy yeah. jobs we want jobs that are, are going to be not just keeping our um, our our workers healthy but um, you know I, I love the term that uh, these folks that were in the mines for years or in these coal-powered industries you know, they still have this birthright as energy producers in the state. And so it's it's an obligation for us, for, you know, the federal government to help reskill and retrain these folks in these other clean energy approaches like wind, air, and solar. So, like, just, um, yeah, focusing on, on, on the people not to get lost in, in the money and the smoke and mirrors of... Yeah corporations and profits and things like that. So right.
0: I also think it's pretty important to try to bring about um an era of I mean not that it's <laughs> the responsibility falls on the individual level but just encouraging the idea of there there can be financial security with a shift of all this and with increased right. education um just a matter of working together. People can sometimes feel so alone in sorting their own uh, life out, regardless of whether they got family support or whatever, but people can just feel so isolated in in their little tight-knit community and just cling to what they they know and what they feel is going (laughs) to provide their, their immediate comfort and that security. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's largely what gets lost in the argument is like, yeah, we need jobs, but <laughs> but for now and for the future, let's not burn out here and just go for the money to keep the lights on and a roof over our heads. I mean you has gotta be very calculated in this.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to give promise of like good paying union jobs to people. You can't just expect them to wanna leave what they no and jump into a new sector without like a, you know a promise of security for themselves so right. i agree it's important
0: absolutely on a more national scale on the events that you're talking about is there a plan to stream some of this stuff or
1: you mean just like in general for the way west virginia is moving right now or no
0: I'm, I'm referencing more to is there a plan to stream gatherings so that people can have an idea of what's going on if they don't feel comfortable being there or people who are not so local can kind of view. uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah.
1: I think the more, you know, the more streaming, the more videography that we can have at these events, the better just to, um, like you said, people are hungry for connection right now and just kind of seeing, uh, some of that connection is provides hope. Um, if people can't come out safely right now to these events, that they could at least view them and and donate to them as they're able to. Um, People want to give to to movements like this. They just need to see what it is that people are are doing with the funds and how they're helping people. So the more ways we can just be transparent about, um, yeah, the ways in which we're helping people and uh, where the money would be going, I think the the finances are abundant. People want to donate and, and be there um, in spirit that way.
0: So that transparency is so important because there's so many seemingly good causes that you can just throw support at. And it's like, right. There's so much hesitance because it's like, is that really going towards the cause? How much is going towards like supporting the cause and making sure this cause is visible and like, yeah? Yep. Yeah, I mean, and it all
1: kind of boils down to storytelling and, and what you're doing and what others uh value is is hearing people's stories and the more we can highlight people's perspectives and and, and um how they're seeing things and putting value to people's voices, then you know, that's people power and, and that's how movements grow. So Right. Yeah.
0: And that intention definitely shines through all that, so
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else that you want uh, to talk about, or you think is worth promoting?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, there's always <laughs> there's always room to grow, but I feel feel pretty complete with what I've shared so far, and um, yeah, I mean, I just keep the fight alive. We have Absolutely. to do this for ourselves and and for the earth, and um, you know, there's. I, I, there's always like a greater conversation for me about faith and and, um, and why I do this work. And so um, regardless of like the outcomes of day-to-day movements, we are a part of like a, a larger collective movement happening uh, across the world and in our nation of people that are banding together for the highest good for all. And we're rooted in love, right? We're not rooted in scarcity or fear or lack. And, um, when you stay rooted in love, uh, when you fight with love, uh, the, the saying goes that you're always going to win. Right? Right. So that's, Absolutely. that's where we stay grounded. And, and when you can stay, you know, humble and in that place of humility, that you're just kind of doing these acts of service, not with the expectation of getting something in return, then, um, compile over time and the hope is that the universe or, or god or whoever you pray to or don't pray to is seeing that and and brings about good good fortune so just keep holding the light for others to uh to find it and follow it or you know make it themselves so yeah
0: and i think you're absolutely right that's that is a deep conversation with many tangents that i absolutely do think we should we should dive into. Um, yeah.
1: That's like a whole other, a whole other talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can, we Great. can close this
0: out. Thank you very much for your help. Do you, if you have time? Do you also want to talk about some other stuff? Or?
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. yeah. Thank you for what you're doing.
0: Of course. Nowadays, it's the ways of the underground.